This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host, Akansha Kumar. And joining me today in the studio is my colleague, Pratyush Deep. Hi, Pratyush. Hi. How's the Josh? It's good, man. <laughs> it's morning. and Right. Also joining us online is Kritika Goyal, Deputy Editor, Fact Check at The Quint. Hi, Kritika. Nice to see you after a long time. And thanks for joining Reporters Without Orders. Thanks, Akansha. And thank you for having me. Kritika and her colleague Abhilash Malik from The Quint have recently done a story that establishes how the hashtag boycott Bollywood trends are closely linked to Facebook pages which were once a part of Justice for SSR campaign. Bollywood actor Sushant Singh Rajput who died of suicide in 2020, uh, his case uh, was suddenly embroiled in a lot of controversy and there was a bandwagon of certain trolling groups who would regularly rake up the issue, spew hatred in the name of Justice for SSR campaign. Um, So Kritika, my first question to you uh, is after I read the story, uh, of course, you know, uh, your investigation has also categorized the kind of users. There are two categories. Uh, who every time jump into the fray, uh, you know, a movie is slated for release. Uh, But how do these specific Facebook pages, which were linked to Justice for SSR campaign, uh, they play a role in amplifying content related to hashtag Boycott Bollywood? Um, Yeah, so... Akansha, when we were um, looking into these Facebook groups, Facebook pages, we and we realized, and that's what we found out through this investigation, that there were two major categories. One is what you've described really well. Um, it, these were the pages groups which were linked to uh, Justice for Sushant Singh Rajput. Um, these were users who thought that Sushant Singh, who basically came together and they, they demanded justice for um, the actor. Uh, who allegedly died by suicide in June 2020. Uh, Mostly we found that the conversations were around nepotism. It was around how Bollywood didn't, uh, was basically unfair to the actor. And these were the conversations which later led to these um, boycott calls for Bollywood movies. Uh, One interesting thing that we noticed was that irrespective of the star in the movie, there was some sort of a story that was linked to the actor that was linked to the director or the producer of the movie. And they would tell you why you should boycott them, why you should not be basically um, funding their movies by funding, I basically mean paying for the tickets, going to the movie hall and not helping them earn money. Because these were people who didn't, who were the people, these are basically byproducts of either nepotism or it was because of them. Somehow they put the, these groups, people in these groups, they really staunchly believed that uh, these were the people who are responsible for Sushant Singh Rajput's death. And of course, I mean, just a very quick reminder or a recap, if you remember back in 2020, the kind of conspiracy theories that we saw around Sushant Singh 
Rajput get. Um, all of these groups were active. I mean, of course, I can't say these were the same groups because there was a, that was a separate investigation that we had done back then. But a lot of these groups look like groups were active back then as well. People were talking about justice for him. And these are the same groups which are, again, talking about Sushant Singh Rajput and how, uh, you know, one should not watch boycott. Uh, one should not watch Bollywood movies. Should boycott Bollywood movies because you know it's against nepotism. They didn't support a rising actor and all of those conversations. One uh, another very interesting thing that I'd like to mention is that not all the stories that they are referring to are factual. Like for instance, um, there's a certain sort of a trend that we've started noticing around Pathan as well, which is I think releasing in January next year. Um, so, like when when they're talking about Shahrukh Khan, they mentioned that uh, Shahrukh Khan had once said that if uh, Narendra Modi becomes the Prime Minister of India, then I will leave the country and I go, I'll go to Pakistan. Now, that's a really old hoax. That's something that's been debunked by fact checkers, and that's a quote which has been falsely attributed to him. So, basically, long story short, what I'm trying to say is that, irrespective of who the actor is what they've done in the past, um, their old interviews, their remarks, and sometimes even factually incorrect information is attributed to them. And they're making these calls. Um, they're basically rec- telling people to boycott their movies. That's be- largely what these groups are doing. That's largely what they're telling people um, about. And I think uh, this entire investigation uh, that you and Abhilash have done, it uh, it stretches over a period of a month. Um, now, uh, I also just wanted to understand, uh, you know, bu- busting fake news is not an easy task, uh, especially on a daily basis. So what was the process of, uh, you know, identifying this trend was like and how were you guys able to establish uh, the link between the hashtag with certain uh, particular Facebook pages because I believe that these are not random Facebook pages but there are uh, dedicated portals like you know which are known to put out uh, extremely atrocious uh, uh, content like Creately. We know that uh, it is aligned on the right and doesn't really mind putting out even fake news. Um, So how uh, do, you know, these right-wing portals uh, play a role in terms of amplifying that content? And is there any uh, direct link between certain influencers uh, who might be uh, followers of BJP or have links with the RSS? Um, so, you know, Akansha, uh, I'll answer the first part of the question first about how were we able to establish a link. Um, it's a long process. Um, over, we started tracking these groups in the first week of September and we did this till the last week of September. This was before Brahmastra released and this was after Lal Singh Chadda had released. So, of course, this was a time when we started seeing all of these conversations and we were seeing how people, these people were um, anti-Hindus. The movies that they were making were anti-Hindus according to these groups, basically. Uh, so, we started noticing these trends and we started looking into the tweets, started looking into the Facebook pages and using certain tools that are available to us, like let's say CrowdTangle, we started uh, identifying, we started looking for, we started looking at groups and pages which were constantly talking about boycott Bollywood or using similar hashtags. 
So that's that's how basically we narrowed down on our search and we identified some of these pages. Now the next thing was when we were able to identify the pages, we kept on tracking them regularly. I'd also want to mention one thing here that of course these are not the only groups. These are some groups that we are highlighting through our story. So once we were able to narrow down, let's say on these ten groups or these fifteen groups, we started tracking their activities on a daily basis. The idea was also to be able to identify the origin of the post. Now let's say for instance you mentioned creatively. If somebody else has shared it on some other group, are we were also trying to figure out who's the source of the post, who's the original creator, or who's the person who started this? Um, the first part, I don't think so. I need to repeat that about justice for Sushant Singh Rajput pages. The other category or the other kind of users that we saw were promoting uh, or amplifying this boycott Bollywood trend were the right wing groups. um they coined this term called urdu wood for bollywood uh and they blamed bollywood filmmakers actors directors everybody for show, for uh being anti hindu for showing characters for um propagating uh, anti hindu sentiments through their movies that was the general trend or the broad overview as i can say uh some of the influencers if i may say um there were certain people that we noticed who had massive following on facebook uh, who were not just sharing content from other pages but they were also creating their own content some of them were hindu army chief sushil uh, tiwari i'm sorry then there was hindu samaj party's mohit uh, raj these guys weren't just promoting content that was being shared by some random pages but these guys were actually producing content they were making videos they were blaming bollywood they were saying that these actors um are actually uh, these are the actors who are portraying you know they are they are just not showing the hindu culture in the right light through their movies so basically they asked and urged all the hindus to come together and boycott their movies these were some of the influencers i would say who were really uh, promoting the trend and you know if you just cursory glance through their facebook page you'd see multiple uh, such videos you'd see multiple such posts you'd see a lot of conversation on these pages where you can notice the kind of narrative they are trying to build because through and through they are talking about one thing that is how there is a common agenda that all the movies are trying to basically the the, the common notion or the common argument was that everybody in uh all of these directors actors through their movies were trying to port portray hindus in a bad light so that's essentially what the common sentiment was right so i think um, as a journalist uh, probably all of us have got used uh, to the idea that every time there is a protest being led by people there would be certain uh, elements and certain sections of media who demonize the uh, protests uh, altogether uh but uh you know such is the political climate in our country these days that every time there is a movie uh, which has a muslim actor as the protagonist so be it uh, amir khan in lal singh chadha or be it uh, shahrukh khan uh, in his upcoming uh, movie pathan uh, there are certain uh, you know forces and people at play who uh, want to demonize the actor and his body of work 
only because of his religious identity but this this kind of hatred is not only restricted to muslim actors some like uh, ranbir kapoor or deepika padukone they are also at the receiving end only because of a previous comment or because they decided to support a protest one final question that i had for you kritika is that uh, even as uh, you know uh, these pages uh, which are dedicated to generating a certain kind of content which is uh, de- you know which is not based on facts and it is uh, specifically targeted um at actors at bollywood you know it's not uh, even you know as they have come up with their own term urdu wood referring to maybe you know uh, dominance of uh, muslim actors or uh, coming up with this uh, you know fraudulent claim that they are promoting uh, islamic culture and maybe not showing uh, hindu culture uh, in a preferred way it's not that their target is only uh you know an amir khan or a sharukh khan any person who has taken a stand uh you know at any point like you know they have they continue to target deepika padukone only because she chose to just be a part of the protest at jnu after a violent uh, incident there in 2020 uh, before her movie uh, chapak was about to be released so you know uh, one cannot really Uh, deny the fact that there is a certain political linkage to this entire phenomena as well uh, and when you talk about influencers uh, specifically you know these uh, uh, those who have uh, you know a right leaning what role does the ruling party bjp has to play uh, there are certain journalists also whom you have named in the story like sudhir choudhary they also do play their own role whenever they promote a story of this kind what is the you know a link between the bjp and you know these uh, facebook pages or a con- the content of such kind which pops up on uh, our social media timelines um see to be very honest about these particularly about this trend and the pages that we uh, were tracking there is no direct link but yeah they are clear supporters of the bharatiya janata party or the rss and they do subscribe to the right wing ideology for instance some of the people that i named um like sushil tiwari or mohit raj um these were people who are continuously in their appeals or in the videos that they are making they are constantly talking about um how all the hindus should unite how they should teach a lesson to act all these actors and actresses who are trying to portray um hindus in a poor light um uh, i mean i don't know who made them the spokesperson of a certain religion um i don't know why are they carrying i mean i don't understand that why are they speaking on behalf of the majority of the population in india um i really don't understand and i don't have any answers to these questions but yeah definitely while there is no clear link between a particular polit- uh, a particular political party and these groups but as i said it's very evident from the kind of activity that that we see online the kind of activity that we see on their pages that we see on their profiles that we see on these groups they do subscribe to the right wing ideology um what role has the government to play i think it's not just about one particular trend or it's not just about one industry 
but it's about uh, doing something to combat hate speech and misinformation in general because it's not something that's happening online only that's something that happens i mean it's not something it's not about 100 posts on twitter or a thousand posts on facebook it's something that's happening in our daily lives it's something that we see playing out on the streets it's something that has led to violence it's something that has led to riots it ha- it's something that has led to much worse in the country so i think the question here is not just what should the government or what should they do about one particular trend but the question is more about what should you do to combat hate speech in general because i don't think anything like this anything of this sort should be given a free pass right uh, pratyush would you like to uh, ask anything uh, your thoughts on this uh, about this boycott bollywood and uh, as you as she has already pointed out it has somehow the right wing inclination or the those who like you know uh, those who advocate for this kind of a, who, those who trend this kind of a hashtag they basically subscribe to a particular right wing ideology but uh, i just wanted to know uh, apart from this political side is there anything uh, any other like you know um, angle to the whole boycott or the hashtags that being run like is there anything apart from being a right wing or the left wing uh, like you know ideologies is there anything that these groups are like you know fi- uh, uh, these groups have any financial motive or any other motives behind these trends or uh, something sort of yeah thing. i mean is 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 it just like sheer disillusionment or is there some kind of uh, financial motive behind it because of the kind of clicks and uh, the vol- like the way it's being consumed uh, what could be the motivation behind uh, generating this sort of content or being a part of uh, this kind of ecosystem um i mean to be very honest uh it would be mere speculation from my end as well but um, it's definitely to amplify that sort of trend and i think amplification is something very probably that's something i have understood in the last uh, couple of years that i have been tracking this ecosystem i've been tracking this space that it that amplification and putting that seed of doubt or putting that thought in a person's mind is probably half the job done so right. i can't really say if there are financial um, there's any sort of financial motive as well or there's any sort of motivation financially uh, because i don't have any evidence to prove that or i don't have anything to support that but it's definitely amplification of that content to reach as many people as you can reach to garner that sort of support so mm. that you know like for instance now most of these videos that these guys make they say that oh we were able to make this uh, hashtag trend now let's come together and boycott this movie so that's probably some sort of gratification that you know with brahmastra uh, or with lal singh chadda we were able to um, let's say put out 50000 tweets or we were able to put out these many posts on facebook and these many people saw these posts and ultimately like at least in case of lal singh chadda we can say that's what the film trade analyst also said that the first week opening like the first weekend opening of the movie wasn't great that probably means that people actually did see these boycott lal singh chadda trends and decided not to watch the movie so uh, you know that's probably the kind of gratification you get out of putting out these trends 
saying that okay i am able to amplify or i am able to make people subscribe to what i think is right and i think these are um, you know foot soldiers uh, who tend to benefit uh, from the polarization and their attempt at kind of uh, trying to divide uh the society further on you know lines of uh, religious identity because uh, i think uh, a couple of weeks ago i was hearing this discussion on nl hafta that uh, you know uh, wherein my senior i think raman kirpal he kind of explained it and put it rightly that uh, the only motivation is that that particular person just wants to climb up the ladder and maybe you know reap the benefit of whatever he can in his capacity uh, with a party like bjp in power so it works that way which is why we now hear uh, some very random fringe outfits uh, you know ma- making hate speeches uh, there is this very random uh, singer in uh, you know siddharth nagar in 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 some place in itwa in up uh, who will ask for you know violence against muslims because they all want to be a part of the courtry which has you know done their which which have done their role in trying to project muslims as you know them versus us and as a perfect enemy uh, that one could think of to distract people from real issues right like unemployment price rise etc so uh, we'll now uh, you know discuss uh, the story done by uh, pratyush uh, who has recently filed a ground report from delhi's badarpur khadar village where locals are actually struggling to get admission uh, for their kids uh, they could get a school only after a pil was filed at the delhi high court uh, so pratyush you know one thing which struck me after reading the story was of course you know the about such tall claims by the delhi government mm-hmm. and uh, uh, especially when it comes to education they do take pride in terms of improve, improving the infrastructure as well as you know uh, contributing to enhancing the learning levels as well uh, but here in this case uh, what i wanted to understand is why is uh, education not accessible for those in badarpur khadar village like are there certain rules and regulations that are actually uh, a hurdle if you can just explain that yeah so basically infrastructure wise the school in badarpur khadar is also very well like you know if you go there you will see like how like this was like one of the best schools i have seen in the northeast delhi hmm. maybe there but among the among the schools that i have seen this was one of the best school like uh, you can see the infrastructure wise it has playground it has like everything one as a, a school needs for their children what i found there in the badarpur khadar is it's a basically minority dominated village mm. so uh, it's a border like if you go to you cannot go to border badarpur khadar uh, from delhi like you have to go through up so it's so remote and it has no pakka road for, for like around 2 kilometers so it's a very like interior and it's a very remote village so mm. it's a minority dominated village and um in most of the border school what happens you know ki uh, in Del- to get admission in delhi government school you need aadhar card to get all the you know benefits like you know uniforms books and all those whatever the government you know uh, provides the school for free you need to provide the aadhar card 
so uh, according to the principles like i am talking about the school again coming back to the school again the school has 1200 children hmm. and the village is a very small it has around 150 households okay. so from where this 1200 student came so i asked mm. the principal then he said ki uh, no it's a border village so everybody can get an aadhar card of delhi and get admission that's what his op- uh, view of the whole thing when mm. i go to the village the villagers say the children who are studying here are from outside not from the village or from maybe from the up uh, but we don't get admission because seats are already full like whenever they go to the school and ask for ki isko class 1 pe lagaya class 2 pe admission karaya they say ki Uh, no seats are already full come next year or they other in other case they will ask you do you have aadhar card do you have a bank account because these are ne- necessary to you know uh, get admission in government school to get all the benefit ha huh. so but the, in aadhar in case of aadhar card one of the villagers told me ki they did like there is no aadhar booth in the village so to be, get the aadhar card you have to go far away like 13 12 kilometers from the village that's that's an option and the, and the another option is there is some broker in the village which i don't want to like you know mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. here so he takes 1000 rupees or 1500 rupees for one aadhar card and these are all very poor people who are living like on daily wages so how can they give 1500 for one aadhar card so like as we i have told you they are mostly minority dominated villages so every household had four five six children and even nine to 10 so for them and they are illiterate so all these factors you know are the main reasons behind not getting admission in the school one is the you know the the attitude of the school principal as well as the staff mm. second is the villagers illiteracy these are the two points that i found crucial like critical in getting admission of these children but why is uh, enrollment uh, such a tricky task because i i believe that uh, in delhi they would uh, give preference to uh, you know students in the vicinity right uh, there are i think certain rules and regulations mm. in place mm. so uh, is the school flouting any particular norm uh, th- that that you kind of came across uh, they are not flouting they i don't know how to say it like it is a kind of you know or uh, is it just the sheer location that sheer location is the one of, of the main reason problematic yeah location is the reason illiteracy is another and school also don't want to take burden like you know or they already have 1200 children so if you come and go and say ki please admit me i am from the village only hmm. they would say ki there is no seat and that is also true in some extent they don't have seat so how will they adjust like two three most children in the classroom that's the version of the teachers whom i made there so it's a very critical like the school's location is one problem the village uh, the villagers illiteracy is another problem then the school staff they also have to be blamed at some point because they are not flouting any rule but they are just ignorant ke chal raha hai chalne do matlab right they are of that attitude like that's what i found on the ground and uh, but i think uh, there is one official who is mentioned in your story who is trying to yeah. uh, kind of uh, change it and trying to uh, make sure that uh, uh, you know students do get admission on time um, so is it like only after you reported the story that the officials sprung into action or was there a complaint from the locals uh, actually the officer found out found out about the whole thing very accidentally she was visiting one of the, she was visiting the school for one of her routine visits there because she is a dde deputy director of education northeast delhi so uh they they have to visit schools for routine like you know inspection so she was visiting the school i think around september 14th or september 13th 
so she was there and the uh, school is in the village itself so while going to the school she saw a lot of children were playing on the you know streets and like lot of uh, school going is children she mm. told me so mm. uh, then she uh, she said ki okay we'll visit the school later it's fine i, I can anytime visit the school but let's find out why the children are playing on the streets because this is the school time they have to be in school so when she went go like uh, approach the children and ask them some of them say nahi mam chutti hai some of them say mam school nahi hai hamara so mm. that's from that she come to know about ki okay there is something wrong here right then she uh, went ahead and meet the villagers then for first of all villagers were a bit hesitant because they are illiterate and they seen something you know officer and coming they don't open up very easily so then she was like okay just like she tried like spend some time with the villagers then mostly the women from the village they approached her and they told her ki see uh, our children are not getting admission that's why you saw you know lot of children playing on the streets so then she thought ki okay is this the if this is the case then i have to like meet the principal and inform him so when she informed the staff uh, then uh, the principal then he said ki uh, uh, he he talked actually the school has another main problem about the teachers because it's due to its remote location many teachers like you know they don't don't want to go there even if they got uh, like you know they they are posted there they will take transfer within 10 15 days so he talked about the problems of the schools then he said ki uh, then basically he talked about the uh, gave her the perspective from the school side then but then she told uh, the officer told me ki then they thought ki they, uh, it would be better if they uh, you know start a enrollment drive so they did a 3 days enrollment drive in the village mm. and uh, so she on that day she i think she saw around 20 30 children but during the enrollment drive it it was found that there are 211 children are not going to school in from the village mm. of different age groups like you know primary to the uh, high, high school level and uh, uh, in terms of location uh, is it closer to the uh, you know uh, localities which witness riots in 2020 because i did come across uh, stories that you know the schools were hmm. uh, kind of damaged uh, during the riots and even as oh. like follow up a year later uh, some kind of makeshift arrangement is there but education has uh come to a standstill and has been affected uh, after the uh, february incident no no this school i don't think a riot has had hit that part of the uh, area because it is tronica city like it is from you have to cross the tronica city of up to reach the village So right. Tronica City is already far from Northeast Delhi. The right, but it, like technically it is Northeast Delhi, yeah. but it it is the only village in the area which comes under Delhi government. Right, rest is UP. So uh, I don't think a riot hit the place because it's very remote. Like you know, I don't think it has that has happened. because nobody has talked talked to me about the riot and all. Uh Kritika, do you have any views or questions for Pratyush? uh because i mean uh, it's a, it's a human interest story which kind of uh, unravels how despite the best intentions of the delhi government there are patches in the capital city uh, where education seems to be a luxury um so do you have any thoughts on on this any question for pratyush um yeah i mean i just have one small question and i'm sure obviously um this would have been covered in the story probably but uh, what was the response of the delhi government when you reached out to them for this 
so uh, they have started this enrollment drive basically it's a uh, kind of key they are also aware about the thing they came to when they came to know about the this thing then they started this enrollment drive and they are now i think they are uh, admitting all the ch- children uh, i think out of the 211 they have admitted around 41 and rest uh, uh, and the registration for the rest uh, rest has been done so it it will be also be done soon according to them they like officials told me ki they all children will be admitted by the end of november okay me like that oh. that's what they say okay. so, so that then it's a kind of those uh, yeah. impact dalne wale stories which has yeah, actually yeah. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. which will actually change yeah. lives for better mm-hmm. so uh, okay on that note uh, we'll just um, ask everyone their recommendations for our listeners so kritika what would be your recommendation mm, okay so i recently finished watching this show on apple tv it's called tehran um it's about a mossad agent who enters iran and um, she's obviously under a false identity and she's on a mission to um destroy their nuclear reactors and then the mission fails so it's about how she navigates and how she's able to you know what all she has to do to get out of iran now um it's really really an interesting show it's on apple tv and yeah that's i think that's something i'd like to recommend pratyush yeah. so i'm going to recommend a wire story on the facebook which have been read by many but i think every whomever have not read it they should read it it's a very good investig scoop i think not investigation kind of a scoop hmm. and yeah wire has done under a good thing like and there have been equal number of twitter threads in the last 24 <laughs> yeah, 48 yeah, yeah. hours just trying to take a dig uh, at it on different uh, technical issues yeah. um, and i really don't get the point of it i mean but see, maybe there is some we are not technical expert but yeah. we can see from a journalistic perspective that ki whatever the journalist has written it is very good and they, it's yeah. it's a good story basically yeah and to add, and also facebook has not responded in a very proper way they are saying ki, okay this email no, is not like, mine there is no like denial also from yeah. the bjp's Facebook. it cell head mm-hmm. as well yeah, yeah yeah i mean so there has to be some truth in yeah. what they are saying yeah right and uh, um i would like to recommend a book i finished recently it's a memoir by arun ferreira it's called colors of the cage so arun ferreira a journalist and an activist uh, spent a couple of years behind the bars in a uapa case and this book kind of um, tr- you know takes you his the, through his journey uh, in a prison uh, how dehumanized the entire ecosystem is uh so if you want to uh, read something very uh, serious and that could be uh, your choice and i would also like to recommend the story done by kritika and abhilash for the quint uh, there was also a, an investigative piece done by my um former colleague nidhi suresh uh, which was also on uh, air justice for ssr facebook pages uh, you can check out that story as well for reference um so that's all from our side uh, on that note this podcast is adjourned all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel